Hey guys, it's Melissa with Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. We're going to be talking about using your intuition today. I was guided by Spirit to give a message about using your intuition because um, it's kind of come to my attention that a lot of people are making decisions and judgments about things where they're not using their intuition. And I'm just getting this guidance that we need to really start learning to use our intuition much more. Um, and I know that definitely times in my life in the past, I can look back and see that I had a gut feeling about things and I knew things weren't working out or that I needed to do something different and I didn't and I didn't trust that intuition and things turned out really badly. And so if we would start using that intuition and that inner guidance, that inner voice that we are all born with, we all have this and we can all use it, then we would make our lives so much easier. But most of us go through life with blinders on and we sit there and we're afraid of everything. We don't know what to do. We don't know which direction to go, where to turn. And then if we had just listened to our intuition, we would have known what to do all along. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to talk about, first of all, how we can tap into that intuition and how you can use that in your everyday life. So some people might say, well, I don't ever hear my intuition. I don't ever hear anything. I don't get guidance. Well, I'm here to tell you that you have it. It's just that you're not listening to it or you're not paying attention to it. Or you are confusing the intuition that you have with your ego. A lot of people mix those two things up and they think what they're getting is just something they came up with when really it is their intuition. Um, a general rule is the first three seconds that something pops into your mind, that is your intuition. And anything after that is usually our egos. That's when our egos take over. So when you are trying to think about something and you're trying to get guidance about something, the first thing that pops into your head is usually really your intuition and what you need to go with. But there are also other things you can do to kind of amp up your intuition, if you will, or to allow you or enable you to get in contact with your own higher self and to get better at interpreting what is your intuition and what is not. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm sure that probably all of you have some experiences in your life where looking back, you realize that you had a lot of signs or your gut was telling you that something wasn't good, that something would go wrong if you did a certain thing and you just ignored it anyway, either because it was something you really wanted to do or you just ignored it. And in the end, the outcome was probably something that you really didn't want to happen and you could have avoided it had you listened to your intuition. But I think that so many of us doubt that what we're getting is really our intuition and we think, oh no, that's just our ego talking to us. One of the things you really, really need to do if you want to start relying on your intuition and to hear it clearly is to get it into good practice of meditation and just sitting in stillness. Not meditation, I'm not talking about meditation with music and like not guided meditation. I'm talking about the practice of just sitting in stillness and in quiet. Quieting your mind is so super important, but that's one of the hardest things to do. If you've ever had to sit and just not talk and not think about something 
it can be really difficult, especially because I'm one of these types of people that as soon as I try to quiet my mind, I have 50,000 thoughts running through it, like ridiculous thoughts. And they're like, where did that even come from? I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? <clears throat> it's like ADD on overload or something. I just can't seem to quiet my mind. So that was something that I had to work on, and I have definitely worked on it, but I think that it is so super important because whenever I go to do a Reiki session, I have to do that. Before I even meet with the client, I do the meditation where I sit in stillness and I just ask for guidance. What do I need to know about the client that I'm going to meet with to help them heal for their highest good? And immediately things start popping into my head. For me, it pops into my head as like a thought. And that's why I think a lot of people don't trust that it's their intuition because they're like, oh no, that was just my own thought. But it's not. I think some people listen to other mediums or other psychics or whatever you want to call someone who has a gift and they think that the message has to come through in the same way. Like, oh, well, this person hears a voice or this person sees an image. We all have different gifts. Some people do see things that way, but that's not how everyone sees things. You don't get the information necessarily because you hear a voice or you see an image. Some people do, but a lot of people have intuition. They just have a, it's just a clear knowing. And so what happens is they will get a thought that pops into their head, but it's not their own thought. But if you're not aware and you're not paying attention, it can seem like it's your own thought when really it's not. It's your intuition. But because the voice sounds like the same voice that is your own thought, it's hard to distinguish that. And so you think, oh, no, no, that's just the thought that came into my head that I had, when really it's your intuition. But you just don't realize it because you're not used to listening for your intuition. And you don't know that it's your intuition. So clearing your mind is a very good way to try to get into this practice of listening to your intuition because when your mind's so full of clutter and chaos and whatever, it's hard to get those thoughts, those things that pop into your head. And also it's hard to distinguish whether this was my thought or this was intuition. And again, that rule of the first few seconds, that's your intuition. But if you get into that practice of just sitting in stillness, and I, I always ask for guidance before I sit in stillness, I might think of a question, something I want guidance on. Like I do practice with this. Ask a question to God, the universe, source, whatever you want to call it. Ask your question and then sit in stillness and see if an answer comes to you. And sometimes it's good just to practice sitting in stillness and not thinking of anything and seeing if anything comes to you. But make sure that you you know, remove all distractions, take deep breaths, and only focus on your breathing. And uh, you'll be amazed at what will come to you when you quiet your mind. Another thing you need to do is to listen to your gut. When I get into a situation that I know is not good for me, my stomach goes crazy. It's like I get like butterfly feelings in my stomach, but not in a good way. And probably many of you experience that too. We kind of call it your stomach is in knots, maybe. You've heard that expression before. But it really does feel like your stomach is just cramping and twisting, and it's, it's a horrible feeling, and it's a feeling of like dread of something, and you don't know why. 
that's trying to tell you something. Your body is telling you something through that. And so it's probably that whatever you're about to do probably isn't good for you. So if, if this is, you know, if you're in a relationship or something and someone says something or they do something and you just get that feeling, don't doubt that, okay? Don't ever doubt that. Your partner might make you try to feel like you're crazy. I've had partners do that to me in the past. The problem is they did not realize how much I did rely on my intuition. And the thing is that I knew that I was being lied to, even if they didn't know that I knew. So don't just go with your gut every time. Don't let someone try to make you think you're crazy. If you know something's up, you know it. You just know it. And then the, the other thing is when you realize that you're having an aha moment, pay attention to that. If something seems like, oh, uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. If that's like popping into your head, pay attention to that kind of thing. Another thing is your body signals, not just your stomach, but sometimes when I meet people for the first time, I don't even know them, but I will get like my, the hair in my arms will stand up or I'll get goosebumps and it's like not a good feeling. It's a kind of an anxiety kind of feeling. And to me, that's when I know like, oh, this person's not, it's not a good person. And it, I don't mean that in a way like maybe, maybe it's not necessarily that they're not a good person, but there's somebody who's not going to be good for you. That's more like what I mean. Like they're probably going to try to cause problems for you. The, uh, the other thing you can do when listening to your body, and I've talked about this in another episode, is to practice doing the yes and the no. So what you do is, for those of you that didn't listen to that podcast, is you sit straight up with your feet on the floor and your back against a chair. And again, take deep breaths. And the first thing you want to do is tell yourself no, no, no. And then see how that resonates in your body. When you say no, 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 where do you feel that? So when I do that, for me, it feels like pressure on my chest. That's what the no feels like for me. But it will be different for everyone. A no for you could feel like knots in your stomach. You know, just pay attention to what it feels like for you. So when you tell yourself no, no, no over and over again, where do you feel that? And then you're going to do the same thing for yes. So when you say yes, 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 where do you feel that? And for me, it feels like happy butterflies in my stomach, like the good kind of butterflies. And when you get really good at being able to tell what your body does when you hear yes and when you hear no, then that's a way that your body can tell you yes or no for certain situations. Like, should I do this? And you get the tightening chest, like, no, that's a distinct no for me. Or should I do this? And you get the butterflies in your stomach. Oh, that's a distinct yes for me. But again, it will be different for every person. So you need to sit and practice that and try to feel where you feel that in your body. Um, and I, I love that one. I think it's great. Another thing is listening to your dreams. Sometimes we can get messages through our dreams. And you can even ask to receive messages while you're dreaming because when we're in our dream state, it's easiest for us to get information. I would suggest keeping a dream journal next to your bed. And if you wake up in the morning or in the middle of the night and you remember your dreams, write it down. That's a little easier said than done because when you're half awake, you don't feel like writing it down. 
but that's when you most remember your dreams and there may be something in your dreams that's giving you an answer about something, especially if you're asking for guidance from your dreams. Then you really need to pay attention to what's coming through for you when you are asleep. So keep a dream journal next to your bed. You can, again, ask your spiritual team to give you guidance while you're sleeping and to help you remember that guidance. And so when you wake up, you can write that down in your dream journal. And it's also a good idea to try to distinguish between whether something is really your intuition or if you're just having fearful and anxious thoughts coming in and taking over. But again, a good way to do that is to sit in stillness and to see what comes to you. Because if it is your intuition, you will hear that, that voice, that thought pop into your head in that first few seconds, you know that's your intuition guiding you. So really, try to be more mindful about using your intuition in all things, really, if you can. It's so important, and I try to do that with all things in my life because you can feel very lost sometimes going through life, but we do have things and tools we can use to help us to know where we're supposed to be going. We all have a roadmap of our lives. We just really need to learn how to follow them. So if you think about it, it's like if you were to take a trip and you kind of knew the way and you decided just to wing it without having GPS, without having a map, you'd probably end up getting lost here and there taking wrong turns but you have those tools with you and maybe those tools were in your glove box the whole time you just didn't get them out and use them but now that you know you have them and that they're there definitely take advantage of using those because when we make wrong decisions we just end up delaying the lessons that we have to learn so I thought for the end of the reading, I would pull a couple of cards for you. And I don't know, I think they kind of matched up along with what we were going with today, with the message today. The cards that I used were from Colette Baron reeds Enchanted Map deck. And the first one that I pulled was Into the Unknown. It says, trust and all will be revealed. So again, we're talking about trusting and trusting your intuition. It says, life is an adventure and often new opportunities will arise that you won't know how to deal with. This is one of those times. You're required to trust that this new phase will reveal wonders and miracles as you step into unknown territory. Imagine that you are not only a pathfinder, but a pathmaker. Whatever your inquiry, trust that you'll be safe. Stay aware as you discover new and marvelous territories and valuable treasures. So I think that that is uh, such great advice there. And if you could see the picture of the card, it's a woman with her eyes totally covered. And it looks like she's walking forward, not blindfolded, not really knowing where she's going. But while that may feel like it's you, you're stepping out into the unknown, that blindfold, she doesn't need to be walking forward with the blindfold off. It could be easily taken off for her so that she could see her hands are totally free. They're not tied. It's not like she's forced to walk through with this blindfold. She could easily take her hands 
and put them back around the back of her head and untie the blindfold and take it off and then totally be able to see. And the same is true for you. Though it feels like you're walking into an unknown situation, you have all the tools you need. Your hands are not tied. You know exactly what you need to do and you have the tools you need to get the assistance that you need. It's called using your intuition, calling on your spiritual team, all those things you can do to help you as you go into the unknown. All right, so the second card was called the wishing well. It says, desire is the sacred impulse for life. Feel it, but let go of all attachment to ownership. So it says, um, now you're seeing the relationship between desire and inspiration and sensing that moment of truth when you feel the inception of new life. It's an aha moment. What did we just talk about? Pay attention to the aha moments. You guys, you can't even make this stuff up. I didn't even realize that that was going to be in this message, but we just talked about that. Rely on your aha moments. There's a synchronicity there for someone. So... It's an aha moment when everything makes sense. Perhaps you recognize a soulmate or are conceiving a baby or an idea. The wishing well card awakens you to the presence of unseen forces that enable new beginnings. Divine intelligence activates the field of possibilities where new life is co-created in a magical way. Neither you nor anyone else can know how or why this happens, it just does. To that end, you can't control the process of growth. Rather, you must step aside to be a channel for higher forces and relinquish any attachment to how this new creation should appear or when. From your intention, form your intention, excuse me, and take action by dropping the coin into the wishing well, then trust in spirit and prepare to be amazed. So again, you know, here you have on the card a woman who is by a wishing well and all these coins are coming up. When you are manifesting your dreams and you are focused on what it is that you want and you let go of control of how it's going to show up or when it's going to show up, because it's all about divine timing, and when you rely on co-creating with spirit, when you call on your spiritual team and you do the things you need to do, but then you let go of that control, you don't worry about the how or the whys or the whens. You just worry about the what, what it is that you're hoping to manifest. Know that you have all the power to receive what you're asking for. So just be in a state of gratitude for that, because I feel like for some of you, a lot of amazing things are about to happen. The last card was solitude. It says, I am comfortable in my own skin and detached to replenish my soul. So again, can't make this up says meditation is required when you receive the solitude card as a sign. Empty your mind of superfluous thoughts and allow stillness to flow through your whole being. This is not an, an advantageous time to ask questions or push forward in any way. Rather, it's a period for a conscious retreat. What's called for now is to step back and take your focus off of your life and your troubles. You'll be surprised by how things sort themselves out once you've replenished your energy by means of a much-needed rest and time out. So again, if you're super focused on something and you're not getting the, what you need, you're not getting the guidance and the information, take a time out. Stop focusing on it. Go do a meditation. Get some rest. Relax. Don't be so focused on the how and the why. Relinquish that control 
and know that you are co-creating with spirit. It is all going to work out for your highest good. And as long as your intentions are good, and they're for your highest good, everything's going to work out. Start relying on your intuition. Start getting comfortable and familiar with what that is like for you. What is it like when you receive guidance from your intuition? Is it a thought that pops into your head? Do you hear something? Do you see anything? It's going to be different for everyone, but you need to really get into the practice and the habit of trying to listen for that intuition because I will be willing to bet that most of you have ignored it. I know that I have in the past, and I can tell you that when I stop and I stop worrying and I just focus on my intuition, information pours in for me. And I'm betting that if you did that and you got into the habit of doing that, it would do the same for you too. If you want to be better at listening for your intuition, getting in touch with your higher self, figuring out what your life purpose is, try checking out my program, A Purposeful Pilgrimage, because we cover all of those topics and more. It's 22 days of daily lessons to improve your life, to connect to your spiritual team, to get rid of those awful limiting beliefs that are doing just that. They're limiting you and keeping you stuck where you are. Get rid of those today and see the abundance come into your life. See how much happier and better your life can become when you learn to stop listening to all of those old stories that no longer serve you. Check out my website. It's still on sale right now. I want to keep this on sale for a little while to allow, to allow as many people the opportunity to take advantage of this program as possible because I really think it's going to help a lot of people. In fact, I know that one of the people who enrolled in it said that it is awesome. So check it out. If you're interested in Reiki, you can check that out. Um, go to my website. I have an hour session, and it's done online. So we don't meet in person. You know, some people feel like you have to be in person and you have to touch the person in order to do Reiki, and that's simply not true. We do the long-distance Reiki symbol, and it's all about energy, and so it flows into you the same way as I've done it in person, and I've done it long-distance with the same person, and it, the experience was the same either way. So check that out if you're interested in that. If you're interested in any essential oils that make great Christmas presents or presents for yourself so you can relax and just rejuvenate, Go ahead and check that out as well. I love you guys. I hope that you guys are able to relax and enjoy the holiday season and not getting too stressed out. I, uh, I'm looking forward to many more podcast sessions with you. I hope that if you're enjoying it that you will please share it with others. Leave feedback or comments because I appreciate seeing all of that. And as always, I am sending you massive amounts of love and light. Have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.